Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Welcome back to another exciting episode. Well, at least we're going to hope it'll be exciting episode of Love, Human, Be Spirit today. And we really feel called today to speak very specifically about this languaging that you've likely heard us use about not self themes. And if you've heard us say that and you're like, what the heck is that? Not self is exactly what it sounds like. It's what happens when we let other conditioning come into our lives and we're not living in alignment of what we're meant to be feeling or experiencing in our lives. So that's really what we feel called to share based on the five aura types or energy types today. And um, we intend it to be first from our own lived experiences. And then we're going to kind of channel some other people that we know, because obviously Monique and I just have two of the energy types to share with you today. Yes. Welcome back, everyone. We're happy to be back talking about not self themes today. Like Amy said, um, this is a topic that I don't know, I guess, I guess the not self themes get talked about, but I feel like it's, it's a good one to dig a whole episode into so that we can really try and express the importance of what this can feel like in your life so that you can quickly bring awareness to places where you may be acting like you're not self. And so I was telling Amy before we started recording that when I first read the words, not self, it just, I was like, what does that mean? So the way that I understand it now is we're meant to be here and be our most authentic selves, our most true self, our highest self, however you like to put that right. But we end up often uh, performing and like our not selves while we're doing life uh, because of not following our strategy and authority often. So it all kind of goes together. So the idea here is if you start paying attention to your authority, uh, Amy's emotional authority, how she's really learned to like lean into that and honor it and, and start making decisions in that way, right? And my splenic authority and for everyone listening, your authority, when you do that and you follow your strategy, waiting for the invitation in my case and informing in Amy's. And uh, by just by doing that, you're gonna end up being your most authentic self and getting out of that not self feeling. I love that. And I think, I think, you know, for some of you listeners who may be relatively new to human design, we welcome you. We welcome no matter where you are in your experiment and your journey. I think it's important to just understand that this is such a guidepost or um, a red flag to understanding how far you may be living outside of the way you're meant to. And that's what our, you know, that's what our design offers us is the way to live in our highest vibration. And it's unique. It's different for each and every one of us. However, these themes um, play into the, you know, the energy type. And so we just felt called to kind of share what they were. So if you're thinking, oh my goodness, I can so relate to that. What we're intending to do is to help guide you to bring you to that fullest expression. So we'll touch on the signature of what you're meant to be feeling as well when we cover each one of the not selves so that you can see the the contrast between when you're in the lowest vibration, which we refer to as the not self, and in the highest vibration, which we refer to as the signature. So you can kind of put um, some experience and, you know, some maybe a little bit easier, um, languaging behind these words that get tossed around an awful lot. So, um, where do you want to start Monique? You want to start 
Um, like one of us, you want to start with, what do you want to do? Why don't we start with you, with your signature? I mean, with your not self theme, with yeah. the manifestors. Um, so we're, yeah, like Amy said, each, each aura type. So we're going to talk about manifestors, projectors, reflectors, generators, and manifesting generators are in one auric type, remember? So they have the same not self theme. They share that. Um, and, uh, and their signature is the same too. So, and, you know, this is a, another way to think about this is when you think of a, a friend of mine recently asked me, she texted me and she's like, Hey girl, um, what's up? I have a question. What exactly does it mean to be unaligned? And I had a little bit of a hard time putting words to answer that like specifically, but I was like, you know, it's about balance and being in balance and, and in flow. And, uh, this is a good way to think about that. When you're unaligned, you're living from a place of not self and you'll see this theme, these words we're going to talk about showing up in your life and in yourself a lot. And when you're aligned, you feel like your signature and what you're meant to feel when you're living in alignment, um, so to speak. So you can think about it that way too. And um, so we'll start with manifestors and their not self theme is anger. <laughs> and <laughs> I have never felt that. So I, <laughs> so not true. I mean, I think it, you know, it's like recognizing when that anger starts to bubble up for me usually comes from a place where I'm not speaking up, right? So I'm not informing, um, or someone has tried to kind of direct my attention or tell me what to do or, and I'm, I'm not trying to be like a sound like a sassy two-year-old, but literally just not let, when I have informed and then try to guide me another way, um, that's where the anger can happen for me a lot. And, you know, we're meant to inform, we're meant to um, initiate things and share what it is that we're doing. And I can think of countless times when I haven't done that in my life, which led me to feel really angry and the opposite of that. So that's the lowest expression. That's the not self and the highest expression of it would be to feel at peace. And it's so interesting because after I left my corporate life, um, I could tell, you know, countless times that I was super angry. It was, I was often angry as a single parent. That was really challenging too, right? Because, um, I wasn't speaking up about my own needs and instead I was meeting the needs of everyone else. And I felt like quote unquote, that's what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but I, there was a lot of anger and my kiddos could probably tell you, <laughs> they could, we're not going to let them on here. No, I'm kidding. We totally will. But, um, they can, they can give you countless times. And it was because either someone was telling me what to do, or I wasn't speaking up for myself. I was just not acting in alignment with my own needs and, um, and doing the things that I felt most called to do for myself for whatever it was. And it, you guys, it's typically conditioning that has us not acting to our highest alignment. And so then when I started noticing after I left my corporate life and the responsibilities as a mom weren't so heavy because they were getting older and I was just learning to navigate and I was doing all this deep growth. I was like, my word into for myself in 2020 was peace. And I was like, this is like right at the cusp of when I was learning. I mean, you know, design was introduced to me at the end of 19. I was like, what the hell is that type of thing? And so in 20, it just, how amazing that piece was the word that I connected with. And I kept asking myself, am I feeling that? And more and more, I can recognize the contrast because I, I can't think of the last time I felt really super angry. I mean, I know that sounds, but I just, I really, I mean, probably, I probably can from a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but my space was being encroached fun. You know, there were some things that were happening. People were trying to direct me of what I was supposed to be doing. That doesn't land well for me. And I wasn't speaking up for myself, um, for a little bit. And so of course I was experiencing some anger and I just checked in with myself. It's a guidepost, right? So that's what I would right. say about my energy type. What do you experience? I mean, you've got genie in your life, you know, you've got other manifestors in your life. I do. Uh, my brother's a manifester too. One of my brothers. Um, I have a lot of manifestors in my life. Uh, you know, actually, it, my 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 niece and I have a lot of manifestors in my life. 
And um, I love you guys. I love you manifestors. I wonder about the anger and the peace. I really like how you spoke on it too. You can, you can really see your growth, your growth in that. And it makes me really proud and, and it's beautiful to witness. It really is. I, I'm, um, cause I didn't know you in those ang- more angry days. And, um, and I'm grateful I got to meet you after you committed to peace. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would have loved you either way because all of, all of us are perfectly designed, right? You were unaware and you were, I wonder, this is how I picture it. If this is how I picture the feeling for a manifester over the time, like over their life and tell me if I'm wrong or right, but I picture it like, so you're, you're a kid and we think about the world we live in and society, and there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of ways that we have to do things. There's a lot of things that come from our parents and our schooling and our families that is very much like, okay, now you do this. Okay, now you do this. And so I picture this little manifesto child being told what to do a lot. And then, and, and everybody thinks that's you know totally normal. We tell kids what to do all the time, right? Whatever. But in the manifesto child's case, every time like, they're they're hearing some like do this move this way da 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 their they, their body really feels kind of like a little annoyed or like pissed off like just a little irked like a little like like what no right like a little right so and then over and so they so they do right or or because they have to or or you know you whatever you you um, fall in line or or do what you're and then as they get older you know, and start going through adolescence and things like this, which I don't know, I was a freaking angry teenager all on my own projectorness. So I wonder, right. Then they go, well, we have hormones, things happen in adolescence. Right. And you start to grow and you're figuring your stuff out. And this anger inside of them is like still like there. Right. And they're still kind of being told, you know, okay, what, so next, you know, you got to go to college or whatever. I don't know the things that I'm just, that's the first thing that popped into mind, but I picture this little ball of like anger, like growing kind of inside of them and them like shushing it down because they want to please people because they want to make their parents happy because they want to make their siblings proud or I don't know for thousands of reasons and then I picture um, either explosions happening or I picture them becoming really um, underliningly angry and and denying it and then playing out this um, you know I'm okay vibe that's like really pissed off underneath and and all the while they're meant to feel peaceful. You're meant to feel peaceful, which I don't know about you, but when I close my eyes and I say my signature word, which we'll get to my next minus success, when I close my eyes and I say it, it just feels good. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but if that 100%. happens to you. Yes. Yeah. So and I, I just, can remember being that angry kid. And is that being, accurate? Yeah. Oh, and but and it's interesting because I just had a conversation with my middle sister on Easter, and she said, "Amy, you kind of just blazed your own trail. People tell you what to do, and you're like, nope. And of course, I don't necessarily remember it that way. I also was the third one, so they're probably like, God, just get out of my hair, just go do what you're gonna do, type of thing, you know? Because mm-hmm. I was a third girl. Can you imagine? God, and we had a female dog. My poor dad. What the hell? <laughs> You know, but it was just like, I, she's like, you just, you were fearless. You just went and did your own thing. They're like, yeah, we need to go do this. And you're like, nope, I'm going to go do that. And I don't remember it that way, but I, you know, but I do remember just, I remember being angry at being told this and told that. And I witnessed it in my son. So, and he's a manifester, you know, and I, you know, go do this and merge to this and be like this and da, da, da. And he wasn't, you know, there were moments that he was an angry kid. And so what, of course he was, he was not, he was being told to do something he didn't want to. And he, I know for a fact, God love him. He, like me used to have sore throats a lot. It's like not speaking our truth, you know, not speaking our truth. We know now when there's something going on with our throat, what is it that we're not saying? You know, our body's brilliant. My, my uh, partner, I, I've been with my partner for more than a decade. God love him. And so he's seen me really fucking angry. Okay. Really, really angry. This is long before I knew anything about my design and I was out of complete alignment. 
And I asked him recently, I'm like, what's the number one thing that you would still be, you know, worried about or like afraid of with me? He's like your anger. And of course it is because (laughs) man, when that shit bubbles up, look out. Yeah. And I have an emotional wave. I have this abstract wave for fuck's sake. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. That's a double whammy. Sometimes I bet. I mean, when you, when you don't know how to, how to break it down and talk Mm -hmm. and talk about it and, and be comfortable with it. Um, and yeah, you know, when you think about the word, again, I, I just keep going back to the words. When you think about the words anger and peace, they're just so um, different, right? <laughs> the feelings that they Polar arouse inside you are like, and I mean, all of these, all of these words are going to be opposites, likes, but man, anger and peace feel like, wow, like the ends of that spectrum, like up each side, you know, and um and I think that's just perfect for you manifestors. I mean, you are here to blaze trails. You're here to initiate. You're here to impact. Manifestors are here to do what they want when they want to, when they have the urges. And I don't mean that to sound like just, you know, like they're bratty and they get to do whatever they want, but they're really here to move. That's why their auras are closed and repelling. It's so that they're there for protection for like the right, right. And they're for them to be able to move through life in this ability to really um, initiate, be the first to do something, have the first um, urges to create something that's never, you know, and when, when they can't move like that, it starts to make them feel angry. And when, and yeah, the throat thing that you said is fascinating to me to think about, because I do feel like that, that, that is a conditioning that surrounds manifestors is being told they're too much and that you talk too much and that you're all this. And, um, I know that I, from the manifestors in my life, I don't want to speak for them, but I can very much see how, they've been, um, you know, quieted down or told to relax or told, you know, like just, um, quiet down. And I just, I find it so interesting that that's the opposite of what you're here to do. (laughs) Amen, sister. It is the opposite. Yes. So, um, I think, I I mean, can you, do you want to give an example of, of a specific example of, of, how your anger expresses in your life when or like so I how think you the bubbling up is and and for me uh, my blood pressure will go up and how I know my blood pressure goes up is my I can feel it in my chest and I get fucking hot and mm. like those are things and I I it's like almost a little bit of constriction in my throat especially if I'm not speaking up about what I want you know and I'm learning that but like I said you know Thankfully, I don't experience this a lot anymore. I mean, we all get triggered, right? But um, I definitely know that as soon as it starts to happen now, I'm so grateful for this because now I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for the red flag. What am I not saying that I need to be saying or who's trying to drive my bus because I'm only one that's going to drive it and, you know, just really allows me to take that deliberate pause to reconnect, to get myself back in alignment. It's about paying attention. And, you know, and so if if I am, you know, being quieted or being told what to do, that's, it doesn't feel good to me. Cause I, you know, it's, that's, that's not what I'm meant for. That's not what I'm here for, for sure. Does, does anger feel different to you? Very different to you than any other emotion that you could say is like similar to that or any feeling like that. Does it feel like it's a whole nother category? You know, I had somebody, um, another, you know, human design in our community reflect on that. The anger comes from grief. And I really mm. wanted to sit with that for a while. And it's like almost deep sadness of um, not feeling like you could be who you were. Mm. And I think that that's very, very true for me. I think for a long time, I have been um, showing up and I had been showing up in a way that I thought was expected of me. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with my profile as a three, five as well. I see all the synchronicities of that coming together where people see me a certain way and they have no, and then they don't ask. Right. But I think there was just some deep, I don't know that I would refer to it as grief other than grief of the morning of not letting myself be who I was. And the time had passed and I, how I could have shown up, but um, there's probably some truth in that. Just some, I like that. Yeah. That resonated for me when you said it, I felt like I can understand that a little bit more than I can understand. I mean, I can understand how that, that's like deep, that's like, it Mm -hmm. starts from a deep sadness. Mm -hmm. You said deep sadness and inability to be yourself. Yes. That's what it feels like for me. That's, that's coming from my, when she said, you know, grief, 
and said, mm-hmm. you know, it, I position that for myself as sadness for not, that's my personal experience. That's what I'm here to share with everyone. And so yeah, that's, I that's think really that sounds- what it has felt like for me, for sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, and what does peace feel like for you? Just to wrap up this part, um, like um, the best exhale, right? Mm. Like uh, cutting out all the noise, like really honoring and loving the way that I am showing up first for myself, which then changes how I show up for others. Yeah, I I didn't let myself do that for years, and so it's um, it is um, I don't know, it just feels. Um, I'd like a sense of calm. Yeah. I like, I like what you said at first. That's the best exhale. Yeah. We know like what that, that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody could do that. All right. Let's move on to, to bitterness. <laughs> you beautiful projectors. Yes. And I, you know, I have a love for projectors, you know, I know all the energetic types are amazing, but, um, I just seem to connect so beautifully with projectors. And, um, it's interesting because your, uh, not self can show up in a lot of different flavors. I'd love for you to share the story you shared with me the other day. <laughs> yeah. So the projector not self theme is bitterness, bitterness, bitter, bitterness. Is it, I don't know. Does it say bitterness or bitter? Yeah, it's bitterness. Yeah bitterness. Yeah. See just this word alone. So I don't know what prompted me to do this, but the other day I asked my Alexa about what the definition of the word bitter is. And you guys, there are so many definitions for the word bitter. Um, also it could be an, a noun, a verb, an adverb and an adjective. And she went on and on with all these definitions and like a few of them, if you have one at home, go ahead and ask her to, to rattle off some uh, definitions for the word bitter for you. And uh, especially if you're a projector, because I have a feeling that numbers four, five, and six, when she does, are going to hit home for you. Um, It just was really interesting to me that there are so many levels of the feeling of bitterness and it can show as it can present as a lot of things. It can present as resentment. It can present present as hostility. It can present as passive aggressiveness. It can present as cynic, cynic, being cynical. It can present um, as being angry. It can present a lot of different ways and it still comes from this, from bitter Well, wouldn't it be true? And I mean, you can speak to this. Wouldn't it also maybe feel like um, levels of jealousy, envy, or comparison, especially because your beautiful energy type is so penetrating. So when you're seeing into others, if you're out of alignment, if you're, you know, activated in some way, couldn't those show up as well? 100% what you said. What did you say? Jealousy? Yep. That can be such low comparison. You're beautiful because you have just such this amazing energy and aura about you to see into others. And so if then it has you leaving you feeling anything less than, then you manipulating, know. manipulating. Oh, yeah. Can, yeah. Can, so, so the, the thing that I heard is, uh, or that I read or heard, or I don't know anymore where I intake information from, but, um, It was that, you know, projector bitterness. It's kind of like mental warfare, like type of shit, like the unalignment that can, that can present in the form of bitterness when you're, when you're a projector and living from that place, um, you know, anger is pretty in your face. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, bitterness is like beating around the bush. It's like jabbing you on the side, like with a quick little jab 50 times, like, you know, and then, and then like, you know, pretending you didn't or like manipulating the situation. So it doesn't look like you did. It's just, it's such an ugly, uh, place to live. It's not, it doesn't feel good. It, and it feels like you're always, um, like you're always trying to come up with a way to, to not, I don't know. I, I, when I was living in a, I'm trying to think of the right word. It, it feels like you're living from a place where you need to constantly figure out how to, how to show, how to prove yourself, how to show up, how to make people see you, how to, um, and, and, and when they don't, it's like this level of like severe annoyance because they can't see you like you want them to. And it, it just spirals so quickly to this place of life, at least for me, again, we talk about this from our personal perspectives, like Amy always 
um, reminds you guys. And it just, for me, that's how it would show up. And I would become victim mode really quickly. And I would really start to feel like everybody was not like against me and like everything was just really, really hard for me and nobody understood why. And, um, yeah, it's just a level of feeling not understood, I think. And maybe that has to do with what you said, because my aura is penetrating and seeing into the other, and I'm not always getting that back. Um, I feel like this level of bitterness just started to grow inside of me and it would, it would show up as passive aggressiveness a lot too. And you know, that's me, but I, I am willing to bet that there are projectors listening. I could think of a thousand other words to describe how bitterness showed up for them because it's just such a, a multi-layered type of feeling. So, so say that you are noticing, right? It's the guidepost. And so it's the red yep. flag of, oh shit, time to regroup. What do you do for yourself? Is this where you go inward and change your inner dialogue? What, what do you do for yourself to, for that regrouping? Yeah, I, um, I found, I, I tried, I try and ca- figure out where it's coming from or okay. why, because for me, it's, it's, it's always something, um, out or not always, but often, it's something outside of me that at least crumps the feeling of bitterness, whether it's reflecting something inside of me or not, or whether it is um, an action of another. Sometimes it's around judgment of uh, how I feel like somebody should be treating me um, okay. or something like that or seeing me. Well, or I mean, getting- I'm just wondering if that comes back to the desire to be recognized and invited. Yeah, I think and, it does. Yeah. And so I really and if you're not, if you're not, recognizing and acknowledging yourself first. Okay. So there could be a thing, but then if someone else isn't, that's a double yeah. whammy. It's both. It's exactly that. And, okay. and it's what you said too. It's, I think it's, um, I wasn't at a place where I could clearly see myself uh, a lot of the, the times that I could say that I was expressing bitterness. I was feeling confused and unclear about who I was, how, you know, how would, how could anybody recognize me if I can't recognize myself? Right. A hundred percent. That's Um, so critical for you, beautiful projectors. It comes from inside yourself first. So maybe in that moment when you're recognizing, acknowledging, oh, I'm feeling this way and you notice it's time to regroup. How do I go inward to recognize and acknowledge myself first? Because let me tell you, that's what attracts others to recognize and acknowledge you too. You just said something that that is something that I do for sure. Uh, that you reminded me, like when I hear, when I feel, when I hear, but sometimes I hear it when I hear the bitterness or feel the bitterness creeping in about something or some person or some situation. Um, I do that, and I quickly turn myself into to me to focus on myself instead. And I ask, um, uh, what you just said, where you, what did you just say? <laughs> you know, say the question again, that you need to first acknowledge and recognize yourself. Right. And, and, and that, Oh, I recognize something within myself that I, that I like, and that I see, or that I, you know, and and then it takes, so instead of being this like focus on the, on whatever it is that I'm out externally focusing on or, or uh, putting my projection projector aura on, I'll put it back on me and I'll say, okay, let me recognize something in myself right now that I do like, or that I do see, or that I am transparent about. And then it's like a flip. And it is huge for what you're, for projectors, because, because our aura is always all up inside of the other, everywhere we go, we, um, we don't often turn that on ourselves. And we're very, we learn through the other, that is part of our process. So we, we really have to be a, a, um, be very, aware of, you know, where we're directing our energy and when, and making sure that we're giving ourselves back some of that penetrating auraness, if you will, because that does go a long way, like you said, in terms of, um, and what we're here to feel is success. That's our signature. So, um, also, but I mean, bitter and success don't even, seems like they don't even go together, right? Like if you just well, put those words next to each other. Energies. So that's why I was <laughs> like, um, you said that when you can close your eyes and sit with success, what has you feeling success? Yeah. And so gosh, success makes me like smile right away. As soon as okay. I close my eyes and I picture that word and it's so bizarre because when I read that, when I first started learning design, um, 
I was like, mm, that's, I wouldn't have described what I desired as success. I wouldn't have used that word. I don't think I remember being a young girl and all I ever like wanted was to be happy, happy, happy was the feeling that I always would go to. I just want, I want to be happy. I want everyone to be happy. I want happy. I want to happy. I remember that feeling as a kid. Um, I wouldn't say success. Like I was always striving for happiness. That was like, um, what I'm learning now is that happiness is success for me. When 100%. I wake up happy and I'm happy all day, I feel really successful. How do I get that feeling? I have to be doing things that make me happy. So when I'm doing things that make me happy, like this podcast, I feel successful. It doesn't have anything to do with the traditional word or definition of the word success, right? Success can be mean a lot of things to, uh, to everyone uniquely. But uh, the feeling uh, that you get inside is one of being recognized. It's one of being proud. It's one of being content. It's one of feeling full and like big. And that's what success feels like to me. And um, that's what my body feels like, as opposed to bitter, which feels like, like, like wrinkly and, and, and constrict and like, I don't know, tight and, um, and coarse and uh, instead of like open and flexible and relaxed. And though, you know, that that's like, it's bodily, uh, the feeling I could feel from it. And it, I, I don't even think it'll ever matter if I get the success that like I thought I wanted, like in, in you know, or what with the thing we think we, the things that make us successful, like, I don't know. Um, I mean, everybody wants abundance and happiness, I think, but. Um, don't you think that we're the ones that give the power to the words? So then yes. this, I mean, this is what I do for myself. Yes. I invite my clients to do all the time. Redefine the damn word. Yes. And you just redefined it for yourself. It's happy. Yeah. You know that you can connect with that. You know that when you're feeling that way, you're acting in full alignment. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the bitterness comes from whenever you're penetrating into someone that is not for you. Yeah. And How that, quickly, I think, because remember you and I've talked about, especially with the spleen, holding on to something that's not for yeah. you. And so that can probably lead to some bitterness because you're not liking what you're getting back. And yeah. so, you know, is that another guidepost for you of, wow, I'm not using my gifts and talents in a way that best serves me with people that are allowing me to feel at my highest expression, which is happy. So an, an environment. Wow. Yeah. environment. I always say this, any projectors that I work with or talk to or get to meet, I always emphasize the importance of environment for a projector because it's just, you're, you're taking in a lot all the time. If you're a projector, just whatever your definition is, whatever your gates are, like all that aside, um, your aura is penetrating and into the other. So the people that you're around matter a lot when you're a projector, there's not really a whole lot of protection built into our auras, if you will. You know what I mean? The right. manifestors close and repelling aura. That's for your protection. The reflector has a sampling, but also, uh, uh, what is the word? It's like a, like a sampling and, but they also can, they know what's not, their body knows what's not for them. It's like a built-in protection because they are so undefined, right? The generator's aura is uh, friendly and open. I guess maybe they don't have a built-in protection either, but. Yeah, um, they do. They're beautiful, you know, sacral. Yeah. They have a bodily response. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like on fire all the time. Yeah. And, and projectors, it's like our, aura, and some projectors are very undefined. I mean, look at my daughter's chart, you know, she's got seven open centers and what about mental projectors and all the bodily stuff they must feel? Because we know, even though that they're mental projectors, that means all their definition is in their, in their head space and, and, and all their body centers are undefined, which means they are literally picking up all of the bodily auras around them and taking them in with their penetrating aura. So it matters so much, your environment, your projector. I started to see a lot of changes for myself in my life when I started to change some of the environments and people that I was spending a lot of time with or in. And, um, and I didn't like make that like a choice to do, but I started to more realize like where I felt happy and where I felt you know, and where my, you know, the thoughts that I was uh, expressing on people or places that were bringing me to that place of bitterness or, or whatever, I started to just like back, back from, back off from, and uh, look the other way from and focus on something else. And when I started to do that, um, 
you know, I, I felt uh, a different level of success, if you will, in my life with the relationships I was making, with the places I was spending my time uh, and with the conversations and, and just life experience that I was able to then have. So I do urge projectors to really check your environments and your people around you because understand you are inside of the other people you're around. So you better really like them. It's almost like choosing like a, like a sexual partner. I mean, we're, we're inside of the other. So, you know, choose wisely if you're 100%. spending and I that goes it, for anybody, but, yes. but I just, I do think that it cuts a little deeper for a projector. And I do I think agree. that that's how the bitterness pops up, man, because we, all of a sudden we were in you, we saw everything. And then you did this thing. It's like, Oh, how, how dare you? you? How that, dare you? How the nerve, the audacity, yeah. like, forget it. I could go off about it. And, yeah. but that's, that's not what we're here for. So but see, it's, I can you, hear that tone in your voice, which is so different than anger. It's so different. And so while, you know, <laughs> right. I don't want to, I don't want any of our beautiful audience thinking we're out there profiling, typing people, but when you understand <laughs> this, this goes back to the compassion thing. When I listen to people talk, I'm like, and I don't have access to their chart type of thing. I'm like, Oh, I mean, in my head, I'm already like, Oh, bless their hearts. You know, they're, yeah. they, they're a projector and that's why they're speaking so bitterly with so much, yeah. you know, or the anger, like I see it and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just interesting that we can pick that up once we learn this. And, you know, our intention is, is again, to find, help you find supportive ways of recognizing when you're out of alignment. And then you get to discern how to, what things you can do for yourself, what practices you can instill, but for crying out loud, when you're feeling this, you know, regroup redirect. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to apply this too, for the, for the loved ones in your life, you know, for your kids, yep. for your partners, for your parents, for your siblings, you know, um, I do want to say also quickly that, uh, but you know, we were talking about Amy's type, the manifestors, there are three kinds of manifestors, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. There are. Yeah. You can be a, an emotional manifester, which is our beautiful Amy. And then you can be an ego manifester and then you can be a splenic manifester, right? Um, when you're talking about projectors, how, there, how many types are there? Do you a know? Bunch. I think there's, yeah, a bunch. Yeah. Um, you I'm guys are say, colorful, right? Like, yeah. So there are five different types of projectors, five different authorities that you can have. If you're a projector, there are splenic projectors like myself. There are emotional projectors. There are ego projected projectors. There are self projected projectors and there are mental projectors. And all of these are vastly different. That's, that's a lot of different ways that you can slice a projector, you know, how we're going to present and then we're going to add in profiles. So again, that level of bitterness can show up so many different ways is the point I was trying to make here. So there's a reason why the word bitter is our not self theme. There's a reason why it has 750 definitions. <laughs> because well, it can ask a lot. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Ask Alexa, you'll see. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but seriously, there's just a reason why there's so many layers here. And there, you know, success can have a shit ton of definitions too. And exactly. um, you know, yeah. that's that's the beauty of this. But really, um, I hope that that gives people a level of understanding for any projectors in their life. Um, okay. myself included, because we, it's just, we're, we're a complex breed, you guys and, uh, emotional projectors, special shout out for y'all. Cause yes. you're, you're, um, it's just another level now you're dealing with a penetrating aura and an emotional wave. And that's a lot. That is a lot to, I don't know what that feels like. Thank God. Thank you that I got the splenic authority. Um, I'm grateful for that one in this case, but, um, I just honor and really respect the emotional projectors out there. Um, who are who are navigating that penetrating aura whilst navigating that emotional wave and you're beautiful and doing it so great and wherever you're at is cool man but just yeah and there and conditions projectors taking a lot of conditioning there's just a lot of uh layers here yes i mean obviously i'm a little biased because i am but i do think that it's i think that it's onto that it's important amy it's really important i okay. know it is <laughs> i know it is i love it I okay, love it. let's move okay. on to the generators and the manifesting generators, which yes, please. You, know, you and I both have a lot of them in our life. So again, we're not sleep speaking specifically through it being our design, but it is part of our lived experiences because we have them in our energy field for sure. Um, so you beautiful humans feel frustration 
And again, you know, we give power to the words that we have, but I think all of us can um, acknowledge and embody what frustration feels like. And so for you guys, what you're meant to be feeling. So, you know, your signature feeling would be satisfaction. And we also know what those, those, those words I feel like are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Frustrated is, you know, when you're not, when you're in your lowest vibe and satisfied is when you're in your highest vibe. And so you can, you know, pretty much align with those kind of like in mind, you know, it's pretty clear what those feelings are, but what my experience is with these humans in my life is it has so much to do with how they're spending their beautiful time. And because if they're giving their beautiful um, enveloping aura and that life force energy that they have within them to shit that is not lighting them up, to people that are not for them, environments that are not for them, projects that are not for them, then they're likely feeling frustrated. And so they're not using that beautiful energy efficiently, right? Or whatever word you want to use to their highest good. And so what do they get to do? Stop giving it away. (laughs) You know, really allow yourself to regroup and redirect and cut bait and move in the direction of things that do light you up, that you are excited about, that you are wanting to give your time, energy, and attention to so that you can have those feelings and expressions of satisfaction. And I can talk about this with my beautiful daughter. I can talk about this with my partner. I can talk about this with, you know, my ex-husband. I see this and I saw that and I've witnessed their frustration. And I'll, I'll even hear, when I hear it in their voice, I'll say, all right, what are you giving your time to today that is not in your highest good? And invite them to say, is this something that you can cut bait? Is this something you can delegate to someone else? But it is that guidepost, that frustration. We know what frustration feels like. You and I can't speak to it specifically. So I don't think we have to belabor this one necessarily because we're going to be bringing generators and managers on the podcast so they can speak to it specifically. What do you want to add, Monique? Yeah, um, I, I, frustration and satisfaction do feel like more palatable words, more digestible words, um, you know, uh, as I mean, coming off of bitterness and success, that just, those just seem so much more layered. These are very straightforward feeling to me. Frustration, you know, makes it like, I picture like, ugh, like kicking a wall, like with my toe real quick, you know, it's not like anger. It's like, God, that's annoying. You know, it's like that feeling of like being annoyed, um, or feeling like unfulfilled maybe because again, like Amy was saying, you know, you have this sacral energy, right. And you're supposed to use it in this creative way that really fulfills you so that you can get to this point of feeling satisfied. But if you're meeting things that are allowing or making you feel unfulfilled, um, internally or externally around you, um, you might find yourself staying in that level of annoyed feeling, frustrated feeling, instead of getting to that place of satisfaction. Because uh, what I remember learning early on, uh, especially with regard to sleeping, a lot of the generators and mangens that I've worked with or ta- or spoken to, a lot of them have sleeping issues. Uh, that's come up a lot. I mean, a lot of people have sleeping issues these days, but I think that a part of that is because um, they're, you know, they're meant to go to bed feeling satisfied, like for just full or exhausted and satisfied, I think were the words that I kind of felt that that feels just really good for them. And, uh, but if they're going to bed exhausted and unsatisfied, that breeds frustration, um, which you know, can come from a slew of places. I'm sure like doing things that you feel like you should, or that you feel obligated to, and not taking time to do the things that you really want to do, the things that do make you feel satisfied because they seem not important, not as important or not as relevant and, um, uh, putting limits or blocks on yourself because of that, because, you know, some, something else outside of you seems like it has to be more important than what it is that your body and your self really wants to do. Um, and I think that generators and manifesting generators have a lot of the people pleasing conditionings that translates to showing up frustrated a lot of times with life, with people, um, so instead them, of, yeah. So for them boundaries, yeah. Setting right. boundaries, really acknowledging for themselves that, 
if they know that it's not for them, they're not feeling that this is something that lights them up or um, is going to give them energy, it's going to be more deflating or depleting, then it's a no. It gets to be a no. And even if they thought they wanted to and they get in and then they realize the people, the environment, the project, the whatever is not for them, get the hell out. And I say this so much with my daughter, with my partner. It's like, you guys, you guys have this beautiful guidepost to let you know that. And my partner specifically, I can hear it in his voice when he's given his energy and attention oftentimes to someone or a project that is not satisfying to him. And, you know, it's like, I get that opportunity to, I'm not like little misinforming, like, well, (laughs) No shit. No wonder why you're frustrated. I don't, that's not, that doesn't, that's not the way that I meant to use that. It's more of, you know, were they worthy of that? Because even though he feels exhausted, and again, I can't speak to this personally, but I have witnessed it on his behalf, even though he may be exhausted, he's exhausted using his energy so misaligned. Instead of allowing himself to use that beautiful energy in a way that does feel satisfying and he's meant to go to bed exhausted anyway. So, and I will say the one little thing that snippet that I'd like to add is manifesting generators that have the 3420 channel, which I know that's a lot of detail, but they are have, you know, quite a bit of manifestor energy in them. They also might be feeling some of that anger as well. And, um, so I don't want that to be dismissed because frustration and anger, while I love how you're like, you know, you, you, we know the difference in that feeling, but they can feel it both. They can have a double. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go finish. No. And they, you know, they're meant to be feeling more of that satisfaction and peace. And I've witnessed it in him when he gives himself the opportunity to do the things he loves, even when I've said this before, even when he's like, God, I didn't get anything done today. It's like, but, but you weren't meant to finish. You gave your beautiful energy to a bunch of different things. The guy can do 27 things at a time. He's got a shitload more energy than I do. And it's just allowing himself to acknowledge, get away from the conditioning and programming of what they're supposed to be doing and allowing them to honor that they were giving the energy to the things that did light them up. And that's always perfect and aligned. Yeah. And you you said, you said two things that I just want to also touch on is uh, you said you could hear your partner's voice change when, um, when, when he's talking from a place of um, giving his energy to something that, that he didn't need to. Right. Is that kind of what you were saying? So I can, I can so quickly uh, tell the difference in sacrals Gen, which are generators and man gens um, voices when they are talking about something that lights them up or 100%. when they're doing something, it is 100%. so quick how fast I can feel the difference. And which is why when we were talking about um, sacral energy and stuff, it's so important for generators and man gens to really stay as aligned as possible because, because your aura is so big and enveloping, everybody is feeling it around you. So that really translates when you're talking from a place of, of, uh, satisfaction and and happiness and contentment and, um, all of those things instead of frustration. And, and, um, it's, it's, it's palpable. It's, you can feel it. It's a, you know, you think of your sacral, it's like a sound. It's very primal sound coming out of your body, which is your mouth, you know, and it's, it can be felt. This is like about vibrations and frequencies too, you know, our energetics, that's all. Um, also you said, something, you know, frustration can turn into, I think, a lot of the things that you said, anger, um, bitterness, uh, there, there's some, you know, frustration, annoyance, they can very, it can translate to other sentiments too. So I think it's important if you're a sacral to break down the beginning of that first, where's it starting from? And um, how do I get to satisfied from here? What do I need to cut out of yes. my way to get to satisfied? What do I need to say no to? What boundary do I need to put up? Or what do I need to move out of? Like you said, maybe it was a yes yesterday. And today I'm like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to yep. listen to my body still. It's recommitting, I think, for sacrals to listening to their bodies over 100%. and over and over and over. Because we don't have that as quickly, you know, as non-sacrals. We can't just get a gut response, you know, right. immediately in our bodies. So I think, um, I think let's move on to reflectors and their auric design and their uh not self theme is disappointments i know (laughs) um 
yeah and which is such a sad one to me it feels sad um disappointment gives me a feeling of like my shoulders being slouched and like um and the way that I can and their signature is surprise which is such a fun one yeah it too is. you know like surprise makes you think of like you know surprise party or like a birthday like or something some of the someone surprises me with a trip or something like surprise but um disappointment feels really bad so I feel like that's that's got to feel like two different sides of the way like again almost like yours like way different spectrums here um surprise and, I feel, and disappointment I feel like it's a signpost for them which I cannot speak to this I don't I don't have a lot of experience with reflectors but by golly we're going to get one on here for sure and so that we can ask you know more specifically but I I'm guessing it maybe feels more like a signpost that they need to take take some time to release all that energy that they've collected along the way right it's like they're they um are really you know looking into all of us and everything they're experiencing everything from the outside and so um it, it it's kind of that signpost to spend some time alone and let themselves release that energy and recharge themselves and so disappointment is just you know a, another really powerful opportunity for them to recognize they haven't been giving themselves that or they've taken a lot in and you know um disappointment just, you know, I love the energy of surprise and delight for them. And think about that, the way they're taking everything. And that's the way they're meant to be experiencing, you know, for us. And um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for us to have one on here for them to express what it really feels like from their, from their perspective. And I, I just don't have that experience myself with any of them really yet. Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have, I've had three in my life through reflectors and I've gotten to work with one a little bit and um, I can't wait till we have one on also to really speak on this from a, from a place of um, that we can really relate to a bit more. But I do think that uh, when I think of being disappointed, I think of being disappointed in someone or something or an experience, like I wanted more from this and it didn't happen. Um, and that makes me feel let down. And um like you said, since they're taking in all the time, right? They're, I feel like I would be disappointed by life too if I was taking it in all the time everywhere. And really being, you know, reflectors have this beautiful, they're, they're here to reflect back to us what they see, right? In these, in these, um, when they're in the correct environments and they're put in a position of, of really being honored and revered for their reflections. That's like their, one of their roles. And um, because they can see things in, a, in, this, in this undefined way that none of us can, they're also the only lunar beings. They're kind of like a little bit alien-esque, right? If you will. So they're really experiencing this. They're so different. Um, the rest of us are all solar beings, by the way, for you guys that are like, what is she talking about? But uh, reflectors are the only lunar beings. That's why the lunar calendar is so important to them. They're vastly affected by all of the cosmos and the transits happening at, at the same time, way more than the rest of us. And um, their environments, again, it's all, like, I mean, although their aura does have a built-in protection, thank goodness, um, they their environments are, are very important too. I mean, if you picture having all your centers undefined and taking in all, everything around you all the time. I just, I feel like it would be very natural if I were a reflector to feel that feeling of disappointment to, to go there without, you know, before realizing that I got there. And um, because it's so easy to feel attachment in this life to things and, and outcomes. And, um, and I feel like that's part of the, why all of us tend to sometimes get disappointed and things like that. But um, for a reflector, you're ever changing, ever every day, every hour. I mean, I think that, I think, I think it was something like 12 hours, every 12 hours, mm -hmm. the transits affect their charts differently. That's a lot. So imagine, yeah. Imagine how overwhelmed they are with everything that's happening around them. And then if they are, if they do have some level of attachment 
Right. Holy shit, of course there's going to be disappointment. And then, right. you know, if they're even contemplating or doubting themselves or not honoring themselves in any way, I'm guessing that that can also lead to that disappointment versus yeah. that element of, you know, surprise and delight. So, and one of my, uh, you know, the one client that I do have that I've talked to um, in depth, I've really gotten to know a bit, um, you know, uh, w- without saying, you know, too much, it's it feels as though, his disappointment um, can be, you know, turned on himself very quickly too. Yeah. Not just on the external. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens is, you know, we start with the whole beating and, and you're not reflectors. You're meant to feel surprised. How awesome is surprise? Like life is meant to surprise right. the fuck out of you. Yes. Um, but uh, that can only happen when you're choosing these right environments, right? When you're giving yourself time and space to really honor who you are, which is really different than everybody else, guys. I mean, this is the one type you're, you're one or less percent of the population. Think about that number. That's, that is vastly different than almost everyone. I mean, look, I've, I only have met three in this experiment so far, right. In person, I mean, in person and through the internet, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, I, I just find it really fat. I find them so fascinating. I'm, I'm very fascinated by their energetics and I really honor and revere their perspective on things. Um, and, uh, I could easily it just, you know, an aligned reflector is like, it's like a guru, like y'all For are real. You're really set up when you're aligned to be like these, you know, everything and nothing people like you are everything and you are nothing. You are so connected with everything. Um, you can see and be everything and nothing and be unattached to it all while still being very there for it. Um, if that, if that makes sense and letting life show up and surprise you only fuels that it's like, Oh, you know, and so really, um, I, I think the recommendation when you find yourself getting disappointed, maybe it would be, is it coming from, am I disappointed in myself? And if so, like, why, where is that coming from? What do I need to like let release maybe um, so that tomorrow I can wake up and let life surprise me again. Or if it's coming from outside of me, then we're, uh, maybe I, it's time to leave this environment because I, I know that that is a crucial thing for reflectors. Or release really, attachment to any specific outcome or, of what yeah. they're witnessing. Yeah. Or release attachment to that environment. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to continue to be in it or something like that, but yeah, um, I would say that really creating the space to allow allow your signature to show up as surprise because um yeah I don't know when I when I think of surprise I think it has to it has to come from the universe right um I guess you could surprise yourself I surprise myself all the time so I mean that's (laughs) that's possible but um well I think I think I want to give the little spoiler alert that we have made the invitation to bring a reflector on the show and yes we have uh, and we're honoring her lunar cycle to make a decision. So um, we'll be able to dig into this further. So just know that there's going to be, you know, more clarity for you beautiful reflectors out there from the voice of actually someone that's in the experiment. But yeah. what we were trying to cover today is just really aligning to where you can see those guideposts or those red flags um, based on your energetic type of what you might be experiencing that can show you how far of alignment you are for what you're meant to be experiencing in that signature theme. And this is often where it gets people to um, get more curious about their design and how they can live in full vibration. Because if we look at our design as an owner's manual, right, it's that roadmap or that blueprint to show us how to live at our highest and best. And we only get to do that through our own unique experiment. This is a way of noticing, you know, what you're feeling and how far away you might be from what is possible. And that's what really the intention we had. And, you know, we got to talk about some of our lived experiences, and then we're going to bring some of the um, people that are the energy types that we are not on in future episodes. Anything else? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that, that was the intention here, you know, just to, you know, give you a kind of a big picture, broader uh, zoomed out way to look at this thing. You know, you can, you can really experiment with just these two words, you know, in my case, bitterness and success in Amy's case, anger and peace. If you're a reflector, disappointment and surprise. And if you're a generator, a manifesting generator, frustration and satisfaction, and really just sit with them, you know, journal on them, talk about them, 
notice in the day when you feel these feelings, these things, if they come up, but really bringing awareness to those two words that surround your type can go a long way and do a lot for you. I mean, for me, really digging into, you know, those words, it opened, it opened things up inside of me. It's for me to consider and think about and um, that, that I I don't, I don't know that would have gotten opened up so easily. And um, it's really powerful stuff. You know, these words are, they're, they're meant to, again, like really um, help us remember who we are and who we're, who we're here to be. And I look at uh, it as like a, self. sorry, I look at it no, as like a pattern interrupt. You know, it's like when I'm noticing that I'm feel if I'm feeling angry or I notice and, you know, I loved one yeah. and they're feeling they're not self, it's an opportunity to snap that rubber band and say, okay, what do I get to be yeah. doing instead? How might I switch this around? So that's what yeah. I'm offering. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. Okay. On yes. that note. Yeah. We'll talk again soon, friends. Yes. We got good stuff coming. So thank you for continuing to participate in what we um, intend to share each and every time. And we would love any questions that anybody has at some point in the future. We'd love to do a podcast where we um, answer a lot of questions from our listeners. So don't be afraid to share those with us, whether it's on Instagram at love human be spirit or either one of us individually or in the app, whatever, whatever works, we would love to hear it. So we appreciate the interaction. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.